Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My respected brothers and sisters in Islam, welcome to Islamica, the show on the platform available for you at home to call and ask your questions. You could ask any question about any Islamic matter or any family matter. And we'll try to answer your questions according to the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet. So I urge all of you, my brothers and sisters, to call and ask your questions. You will be not just only benefiting yourselves that your questions will be answered. You are benefiting thousands of people who will be watching the channel and they will be benefiting from the questions and the answers, inshallah ta'ala. Without further delay, my brothers and sisters, inshallah ta'ala, we have a few questions that came to us today, inshallah. One of the questions, uh, did Allah Azzawajal make the universe in seven days like the Christian traditions? Now, Allah Azzawajal has mentioned in the Quran that he has made uh, the, the heavens and the earth in six days. That's what Allah Azzawajal has mentioned in the Quran. And Allah Azzawajal even has mentioned the details of it, how it was, how they were created. So at uh, the six days, it is the accurate answer, Wallahu ta'ala alam. And we don't say, we don't believe like what the Christians say that then he rested because Allah Azzawajal la ta'akhuduhu sinatu wa lanawm. He's not taken by sleep or even tends to sleep or get tired. Muhammad Salam al and Allah Azzawajal has said in the Quran, we have created the heavens uh, and, 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 and the earth and we didn't, and Allah doesn't get tired. So to get rest, so that's one of the things. So Allah doesn't have a rest, uh, as this is a human nature thing. <coughs> now, as well, the other question here. Uh, now, if someone, uh, if someone accused of backbiting without proof, what can you do? Just avoid it. I mean, if someone was accused with backbiting. And this accusation, and we don't deal with accusation. And if someone known with backbiting, then in that case, it is best to advise this individual. If he has this habit, then there is one hadith that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said, the worst of the people or the worst of the people in the day of judgment in the sight of Allah are those who are people avoiding them because of their tongue. Because they wanted to avoid his backbiting and his uh, bad tongue. Uh, another question. What are the du'as, uh, the du'a to make for goodness in this life and the next? The du'a, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana, wa fi al-akhirati hasana, wa qan a'adhab al-nar. Oh Allah, give us good in this dunya and in the hereafter good and protect us from the hellfire. That's the best du'a. Best to remember it in Arabic and if you don't know Arabic, no problem to say it in English. Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana, wa fi al-akhirati hasana, wa qan a'adhab al-nar. That's the best du'a to get the khair of this goodness in this life and the hereafter, inshaAllah ta'ala. What are the difference between supplication and dua? Now, uh, the translation of the dua, they said supplication. And uh, uh, so the dua is to literally to ask Allah Azza wa Jal. And the dua, it is uh, a way that as well, it is best to do it according to the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu to start by praising Allah, sending salutation on the Prophet Sallallahu and as well to mention what you want from Allah especially always ask the khair of the dunya and the hereafter. And as well, don't get tired and ask the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Allah will not stop giving until you stop asking. So you keep asking inshallah ta'ala and he is the one who responds to the dua. Uh, Another question, uh, <coughs> should istikhara be made after I have made decision or before decision 
uh, is being made. Actually, after you make the decision, you make the istikhara. And as a common mistake, many people, they will do the istikhara before they decide, when they are in two mind. If you are in two mind about something, that means there is no istikhara. The istikhara has to be, after you decide something, you know what exactly you want, and then you make the istikhara according to this. Wallahu ta'ala, that's what, you, what it should be done. And as well, and the result of the istikhara, you will see things are going smoothly. You will see there are no obstacles. You will see uh, things are going smoothly. Then in that case, this is the result of the istikhara, inshallah ta'ala. And, uh, and or you feel good about it and things, uh, again, good, feel good about it. Secondly, that it goes smoothly. There are no obstacles, wallahu alam. Um, but before the istikhara, that is before 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 you decide, that's a wrong for and that's a wrong way, and that's a wrong understanding of the istikhara. Now, is it uh, is it haram for a man to wear bracelet? It is not from the habit of the Muslim men to wear bracelet or to wear necklace and things like this. No problem to wear watch, to wear uh, rings, etc. Uh, made of silver, no problem. But to wear uh, bracelets, to wear, uh, 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 for example, uh, uh, to wear th things which is women, general necklaces, things like that, or earrings, this is not from the habit of the Muslim men. It is either uh, either habit from women, uh, habit of women, or habit of of non-Muslims. So that that's why we should understand from our uh, our identity as Muslim that to do what the Muslims, what the, especially the early generation of Islam, what they used to do from their habits, especially the 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 general habits, the day-to-day -day habits. So we should stick to that, or at least the Muslim habits, what the Muslims are known, and as Allah says in the Quran. And command with the urf, urf, with the custom and the habit of the Muslims. This is what we should stick to and we should avoid anything other than that. Wallahu ta'ala alam. And next caller. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Sheikh, I was wondering um, if I work in security and with um, female colleagues and I've searched, researched about lowering the gaze and I know that um, both men and women should lower gaze, but I'm still confused in regards to what viewpoint is more correct to uh, follow. I've heard from sheikhs and other viewpoints that you should lower your gaze completely, and other sheikhs and other viewpoints have said that you can lower it to an uh, extent. Some people have said that um, um, a woman's aura isn't included into her face and hands, so you can look at the face. So I was wondering. What is the more correct point of view? It is very simple, my brother. Let me tell you something. Yeah, it is basically that lowering the gaze, meaning not to stare at the person with the, uh, not to stare at the person with desire. Now, uh, now sometimes when you have a conversation with someone, and then you may, for example, speak to them, and you look to their faces generally. If there is a desire with it, that's why we should we say to you to lower the gaze with this. So that's what it means. And we know, for example, uh, that uh, hadith, hadith Aisha radiyallahu anha, Allah says, Allah, for, you, for us to know, both men and women are commanded to lower their gaze, correct? Both men and women. Yes. And we know that it's hadith of Aisha radiyallahu anha, she used to look at the, uh, the Abyssinian uh, uh, fighters. They were uh, Abyssinian fighters in the Masjid of the Prophet they, they dance and they train in the Masjid of the Prophet sallallahu Yeah, they, they have these, they, they, they dance with, with, with swords and, and spears in the Masjid of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu And Aisha was looking at them. And then the Prophet he covered Aish and he didn't say to her, you should lower your gaze, you shouldn't look at the men. So the point is from this hadith, which we understand, we understand Aisha wasn't looking at them with desire. She was just 
to see what they are doing, and that's the uh, when men are training or something, no problem to uh, to look at this, for example, uh, at that. Or similar in a similar situation, for example, if someone talks to a woman, like the uh, the woman who came to the Prophet ﷺ, she was saying, she asked him certain questions, and he will, he will, he will respond, So the point is, lowering the gaze, meaning not to stare at the person with desire, that's what it means. So no harm to speak to someone, I mean, uh, to speak to someone, and then if you, if you know yourself that you may look at her with desire, then in that case, best to look down, not to, not to stare at her with desire. If there is no, if, if you don't have the desire or something, you just talk to her just normally, then in that case, this is, the, this is what means lowering the gaze. Is that clear, my brother? Uh, yes, perfect. May Allah reward you and bless my brother. May Allah protect you from all evils. Are you allowed, one of the questions, are you allowed to ask people for help? Does that come under begging? Now it depends if, if you are in need and uh, then you may ask and as long as you are able to give back what you can, no problem. But it's not considered to be begging and the Prophet he criticized all people to beg unless if the person in a severe situation, in a necessity, necessity situation, then no, if, the, if there is no way except this, يعني, what you can do, someone who is, يعني, there is no food, no shelter, nothing and they have, they need this only food, يعني, that's... That could be it. Could be a, a, a situation just to help them, and we should we as Muslims we should participate in helping them, not to let them ask. Even we should ourselves do something for them before they ask. Yeah, and uh, so that's why you shouldn't be always have the upper hand, not the lower hand. Always be the hand who gives, not the hand who receives. That's something which is an advice for all my brothers and sisters, inshallah ta'ala. Will the Qur'an guide people towards the end of the time? No, the Qur'an, Quran is a hidayah and guidance. Whomever wanted to be misguided, it is their own problem because they don't accept the, uh, uh, they don't accept the Qur'an. No, the, the Qur'an will be lift up towards the end towards the end there will be no quran no single uh, all the all the surahs all the there will be no single ayah on earth until people forget the quran there will be no quran on earth at certain point no quran no written no memorized no one nothing except some old man and old women will know allah allah or allah or la ilaha illallah that's all what they know from islam nothing else nothing no salah no siyam nothing no quran no fatiha there will be a time like this allah may allah protect us at that time those are the who muhidin who at least have tawheed uh, and as the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, he said to him, la ilaha illallah, it will, it will save them, la ilaha it will save them, as long as they stick to la ilaha illallah. Another question. Uh, okay, my name is uh, Nicole from near, uh, from, near uh, from, from Nairobi. Nicole from Nairobi. I'm a Rivet, may Allah protect you, preserve you. And I took my shahada in April 2020, mashallah, may Allah accept from you. And I have a child whom I would like also to uh, accept Islam, and she is not ready to accept. How best way to advise her? Uh, the point she is eight years old. I will say to you, she's eight years old. Uh, uh, get, let her, inshallah, to get her the habit to come with you to the masjid, being around Muslims, uh, let her pray with you, let her practice with you. She's eight years. You didn't, she doesn't need to go into the details with the shahada 
or to say, oh, I need to become a Muslim. Say to her, you are born as a Muslim. We are born as Muslims. We are born on Islam. We are born on Tawheed. That's something we should, we, we should know. We, as, Muslim, as the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that the child will born on the fitrah, on natural disposition. They are Muslims submitting to Allah Taala. But the parents will make them Christian or Jews or Zarashians. So that's why, best for you, inshallah ta'ala, just, she is a, if, she is, if she knows Allah, she knows who is the messenger of Allah, she knows that at least there is one God who is worthy of worship, she knows the Prophet of Allah, he is the Prophet and messenger of Allah, then she is Muslim, alhamdulillah. Just bring her with you to pray whenever you can, bring her to the masjid, surround yourself with the practicing sisters that helps you, inshallah ta'ala, to teach her. This is what you're supposed to do, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah bless you and may Allah increase you and your daughter with all khair, with all goodness, and may Allah protect you and, uh, and, and increase your knowledge and iman. Uh, <clears throat> another question, how can I make up missed fast from Ramadan if I am currently have medical condition that prevents me from fasting? Then that you need to make it up. Just pay the fidya to feed one single person for every single day that you missed in the month of Ramadan. If you cannot do it before the next Ramadan, which means if you, between Ramadan and the following Ramadan, if you cannot make up these days, then to do the fidya. That's what you're supposed to do. Do the fidya, inshallah ta'ala. Pay uh, or feed one single person for every single day that you missed in Ramadan. Uh, and, and, and this is what you can do. Later on, if you have the chance to fast, if you are, if you, if you get, uh, if you are cured, if you are in a better health situation, then fast, inshallah ta'ala. But for now, this is what you're supposed to do, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah increase you in all khair. Ya الله وأطيع الرسول وأولي الأمر منكم 